It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! LeBron, you spoke highly of the Cavs at All-Star. What's your view of them now that you've seen them with Donovan Mitchell? Do you see them as a contender? Well, I got in trouble last time for just giving an honest opinion. I got in trouble for that, um, which I don't care, so I'll give another opinion. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jason's my friend. Uh, so, it's, where is Jason Lloyd here? He's not even here. He didn't make the trip, huh? Jason did not make the trip, but he is in the UCSS studios this morning. Jason, LeBron coming on. You guys are now friends. Officially friends. <laughs> we ain't friends. He made it Facebook official last night. Hey, we ain't friends. Y'all in a relationship? We ain't. Let me feel Let's have it. Go on. Give me the, the, the I ain't ever been invited to none of them cool parties. Give me the tea. No, we, we ain't. <laughs> Who we was ain't the guy? By the way, welcome to Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. It's G. Bush. Uh, Bull is out a little ill today. Jay will be back. So they gave me less money to do this job. So it's okay. It's all right. I'm going to take your cut today. <laughs> he get half. He get another three quarters. Quarters. We just working on per diem over here right now. That's all we Now, who was the guy? Who was the guy? You heard his press conference yeah. that was uh, it was his birthday. He said we're gonna take some shots later. Was that Miniman? He said it was his birthday on the road. He said, hey, oh no, we'll get some shots later. Probably. I didn't hear that so, one. Oh, okay. I didn't hear it. I was going to ask him if he's ever invited you for any shots or of any sort. No, he did joking around. Uh, he we were in Boston and going to Atlanta the next day and he jokingly said let's go out to the clubs that night but that that did not happen like they, we are not friends we are not I've never seen him outside the locker room outside an arena like and he knows that stuff drives me crazy when he called us his last year in Cleveland he called me and Dave and Joe Varden his work wives and I that made me mad like I, I wasn't there when he said it I was talking to Kevin as a shooter yeah. And I went to the locker room before the game, and I'm like, I ain't your wife, man. If I'm your <laughs> wife, I want a divorce. Don't ever call me your wife. That's so, like, disrespectful. I need to, half that. So, Show me that half. And, and he was cracking up. 
<laughs> he, he was he had fun with it. Man, but, uh, we ain't friends. We, we, well, we, but I didn't. I, I appreciate it. We can get to them because that 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 that's that's sad out there. That is. Uh, I looked at that last night. I like I, during the post game show. I was like this this is awful. This Brad, is, this is trash. We, we <laughs> I'm, trash. I'm, I was actually on my way. We, we was going out the way to, to uh, celebrate um, my birthday early. So we was going through, you know, back Amish town. And so I got my little phone my wife, my, while my wife was driving. And uh, me and my dad is sitting there. And he says, uh, yeah, this ain't going to be good enough for the Lakers. Lakers got off to a really good start. Yeah. And they, I mean, they was up 17, Jason. Yeah. And my dad turned around and looked at me, and he's usually more knee-jerk reaction than I am. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, they got to do something with this, man. It's unacceptable. He turned around at halftime and said, they ain't nothing. They played the best they could play. No. They, 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 they still only down by four, and the Cavs poured it on them boys in the second, they, they came, second half. They came out, Jason, though, they came out strong, trying to make a statement, but they don't have any staying power. I mean, they got all-stars looking like suckers. I mean, and they got, you know, people like they came straight out the stands playing for the Lakers. I like, you know, Lakers, my Magic, Worthy, Cooper, Kareem, Rambis. I mean, Michael, I, th that's what I'm used to seeing the Lakers. <laughs> this ain't Brad's, Brad's Lakers. Like, what is this? <laughs> Who are these dudes? <laughs> I like, and look. Westbrook, he scored. I mean, he played decent off the bench. Right. He scored the first thing he did was run to the crowd and be like, hey, y'all. Like, like everything like, is with the crowd. Somebody like, loves me. Like, Relax. <laughs> he was saying, it ain't my fault. Don't, it ain't had nothing to do with this. You see me, I'm clapping it up. Uh, before we get into the Cavs, big time win yesterday. Sunday matinee. I don't know how many times this has happened. They go out to L.A. and get a 114-100 win over the L.A. Lakers. LeBron is pretty much earned and owned them for for yeah. pretty much since he left. I think they were eight and one seven and one. Yeah, um, we will we'll break that down today. Um, Cavs stay hot. We'll talk about that. We got a DD coming up. We got Leroy coming up. Who else we got being Because We got another person. Coming we got Reflog. Cleveland's okay. number one internet troll and meme maker is going to share with us his five favorite celebrity tweets and encounters. And I hadn't I didn't know most of these. They're absolutely hysterical. It's gonna be a fun segment later about 1240. What happened? Your eye, you, your your Bosch alarm didn't work today. You had to take the contacts out. Now you got on glasses. I got glasses. I've worn them a couple times since, yeah, uh, since last week. Yeah, that's usually got dry eye over there. Right? Right? Yeah. So like, now me and G, we wear glasses all the time. Yeah, we we'll won't be, we'll be faking it. Right? Yeah, I'm, listen, <laughs> listen, I had to bring my joint. I can't read what's on the bottom of that screen messing around with me. Hey, you last know? time I was at the eye doctor, they told me I'm right on the line for bifocals. I'm like, man, I'm too young for that. Hey, I'll just fight hey, through. Here. I'll just keep that, fighting. Hey, I'd rather not hey, see hey, than wear bifocals. That's the You're older than me, man. These, bro. You, like, I wear I wear them proudly. He told me, he told me you're right on that line. I said, well, I'm gonna stay on this side of the line. Then. Yeah, I'll when, catch you next time. When you gotta bend down like these. <laughs> That is, you know ooh. what? I'm this guy in the restaurant. I'm this guy uh, no, like no, looking no, at the no, menu no, with my phone no. with the light on. So is my dad and he hate my dad's like, Mike, I need a second flashlight. You give me, give me a hand here. I'm like, yeah, dad, you're on your own here, man. Like, I love you. You're on your own. You bring a Spectre gadget magnifying glass. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. I'm see because I'll be, I'll be throwing curveballs in the game. Reflog going to come tell us his celebrity stories. See, these dudes is kind of celebrity. They be in, they know kind of a lot of people more famous than I do. So I'm gonna get y'all celebrity stories at some point during this day too, because <laughs> okay. I know you're the messing people. I want to get we go down to the brass tacks of that, mm -hmm. bro. Uh, but first, let's get off into this Cavs win, man. Um, one fourteen, one hundred. Listen, when you watch this team and you see Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, um, 
and you see the way they're playing, but then you also get a chance and opportunity to see uh, what they did against Detroit without Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. We'll start with you, Jason. What is your thought process on when you see this Cavs team and the way they are playing in two different scenarios, two different circumstances, but still getting it done in a really semi-dominant fashion? Well, it's something that, Brad, I know you and I have talked about this. They can beat you in so many different ways. They're they're, I don't know, flexible, versatile. That's a better word. They're versatile. Yeah. They can beat you defensively. They can go big and, and create mismatches against you. They can, uh, obviously, when Donovan and Darius are out there, that's what I said last week, they're going to go where, that, where those guys take them. Like, the ball's in their hands. They're going to drive this thing. Games, when they're not out there, they can beat you defensively. They can beat you with size. Uh, Kevin, obviously, is good. He's, he's that like that old country song. He's not as good as he once was, <laughs> but he's as once good as he ever was. Yes. That's Kevin. And, and so the, the depth of this team, I'm not really surprised. Like, we talked about it before the season. And would they win 51, 51 games? I said, yeah, I think they'd win 51 games. So they're going to hit a cold stretch. It's yeah. going to happen. They're not going to win, you know, 71, 72 games this year, I don't think. Injuries are going to be a factor at some point. You kind of worry about with Darius. He's already had a lot of injuries throughout his career. So you kind of you worry about that a little bit, especially with all the money that he's making. Uh, but this is a team we saw it yesterday with Donovan couldn't really make a three. I think he was one of seven on yeah, three. Yeah. Yep. So he starts attacking, get to the basket, get to the line. He's smart enough to know how to play when shots aren't falling in, in ways to make winning plays. So, you know, and, and it's what we were talking about, Brad. I don't think you were in last week when we were talking about regular season versus postseason. Yeah, and I it's said a, it's a difference. It is totally different. It's a difference. So enjoy this. This is like enjoy this ride from now till April because, you know, it's this has been an organic build, an organic growth of this team, but nothing that happens between now and April will have anything to do with happens in April, May, and June because it's just completely different. Uh, and Jason, it's totally different. I mean, it's completely different, but it has some building block characteristics involved in it, right? So. When I look at Donovan Mitchell, you know what I'm surprised at around here? People are like, I didn't know Donovan Mitchell. Well, you didn't stay up late and watch him out in Utah. Because what he's doing now is the same thing he was doing in Utah. He just got a better supporting cast with it. And this team, I would just have to I have to give kudos. I always I always give kudos and homage to the guys I played with against that Cavaliers team in the late 80s, Harper Price, mm-hmm. Nance Doherty, Hot Rod, Phil Hubbard, that Mike Sanders. Darnell Valentine, I'm going down the list of this, I mean, because they was emblazed in my brain, right? They are more reminiscent of that team than the new Hollywood kids out here. Yeah. Like, when I see the Lake Show, I like, it's just a bunch of dudes who probably on Twitter and doing everything else. I see our dudes, they fly under the radar, and the joy, did you see afterwards with JB and then when they gave him the chain? The, chain. the joy of just being in the group. I, and I guarantee if I had to follow this team on the road, you might see them, four or five of them, out of the movie theater together, at the restaurant together, whereas you see me on some teams, and Jason knows this, hell, I won't see a dude for a year. I mean, I don't, like, is he even in the hotel? Because you don't get along like this. This group is getting along. Now, you're right. They're going to run into some bumps. We're going to see how they respond after the bumps. But the one thing that has happened, Donovan Mitchell has done for them, he's given, them band, he's given a lot of them bandwidth, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the pressure not on me. You saw going down the stretch where even the Lakers made the wholesale substitute like there was a white flag, and then the guys were coming back in the last and made a couple plays. Who did they put the ball in, in the hands of? Donovan Mitchell. He got the and one on him. 
close him out. Yeah, but but his mentality was like enough of this. And, I'm gonna I'm put this dagger in you. You done? And, right. and I thought I thought at parts of the first part of the game, there was times where the Lakers, you knew the Lakers can come out with a little bit of energy. Yeah, LeBron yeah. was playing bully ball. AD was getting whatever he wanted under the basket, and then Russ came in with that energy, right? And so they they gave him their best punch. But I thought it was really special that Donovan Mitchell kept him in that game. They stay close. Just stay close, and he was it was calming. Like, come on, man, y'all not about to get out. Relax, I got it. It's, it's twofold. LeBron is used to bullying the Cavaliers. Like LeBron walks to the floor when he sees the Cavaliers. Ah, man, you ain't nothing without three me. losses Just, in his career. You're not, three you, times you're they not beat him nothing out. without me, right? right? Yesterday was different. Oh, it was They're like, oh, this is all you got. Because Donovan Mitchell, he's not buying it. He's like, oh, no, no, no. Remember me? I'm the dude in Utah. Remember me? You've seen this act. I'm about to give it to you. And the rest of them, guess what? The guys on the other team, the Lakers team that have been around, oh, they saw that Donovan Mitchell act before, and they didn't have no parts of it. None of it did they have for him. And JC gives that cachet. Like, it's like, when I see him play, it's like they could tell us, yeah, y'all ain't been here before. But now they really can't say much because Kevin, you got Kevin Love, who comes off the bench oh, with that, me. and then you got Donovan Mitchell. They like, hold on, you can't play us like the little brothers no more. We not a little little pet project let, here. Let me give you this, and Jason, I want your take on it. The biggest ingredient side Donovan Mitchell is what Kevin Love is bringing to them, because he's totally bought into this. One hundred. I'm not the. I'm not the. 2020 dude out of Minnesota anymore. Yeah. I'm this dude off the bench. You give me 20, 25 minutes. I'm gonna give you some work, but I'm gonna give you some leadership here. I'm gonna be in somebody's ear. I'm gonna do the dirty things here. He had nine. He's taking nine charges in nine games. This is ridiculous. As a six-ten power forward with back problems, with, back with the problems. history of back issues. <laughs> I like. Hold on. And then he's leading the chant in the locker room yeah. after the game. I'm like, what are you, the frat boy? Yeah. <laughs> hey, real quick, let me rewind like three years in your wildest dreams bad Brad Jason and did you ever see Kevin Love blocking LeBron on a dunk attempt no like no. would that have oh, ever no, no. even crossed he, he challenged it here let me tell you something be honest with you I love Kevin Love I like his transformation here yeah because three years ago he was ready to get out the door yeah. and I was ready two for years him. ago and I was ready for him to go yeah everybody, everybody <laughs> I was, ready. was I like you want to leave everybody was. tell me you want me to leave yeah so we can go to out your misery but then he made a transformation last year he like let me buy into this thing and I you know who I attribute it to and I always tell this all the apple is not far from the far from the tree. JB Bickerstaff is a clone of his father, Bernie Bickerstaff. And I played for Bernie out in Seattle, right? For a short period of time, but I played for I remember I remember JB as the as the ball boy coming around to practice, right? Mm -hmm. This the the symbolism between what JB and Bernie do, I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my God, you you are you your father's child. The way he talks, the way he jumps in, the way he he just empowers people. He transformed because you talk about Kevin Love, you talk about Donovan Mitchell, his resurgence here since he's bought into this package. It reminds me of what happened to Dale Ellis coming from Dallas to Seattle. Dale Ellis went from a guy that was just getting moved around mm -hmm. to went got to Seattle and became an NBA All Star. Xavier McDaniel, Sean Kemp, Derek McKee, because their personalities allowed me to elicit things from others. And I see that happening here with JB. JB's had a lot to do with Kevin. Kevin's J Kevin has a ton of respect for JB. He was thrilled when he got the job, when he was promoted. The beeline thing was a disaster. We all know that. <laughs> and and the I Michigan mean, man. 
Yeah, Michigan. <laughs> and, okay. and Kevin disaster. Kevin told me. For, Kevin, Same. Kevin told me for years though. Leroy. That all he wants is, all he wanted was to play competitive basketball. Right. And I and I said like you signed up for this when you took that money you knew it was going to be you bad. That bag was tough. And it and it went worse. It went south on them faster than he thought it yeah. would. I think. And he would just say, oh, I just want to play competitive basketball. I want to play meaningful. I don't want to end my career this way." And another thing that I think really triggered this transformation. He was so looking forward to the Team USA. Yeah. He had been talking about that for so long. The hurt. opportunity to play with Team USA. And then that was a disaster. And then Jerry Colangelo did him dirty and yeah. threw him under the bus and oh, said Jerry, a bunch of things he shouldn't have said. Colangelo's a dirty dude anyway. So, I mean, and so that, <laughs> I ask think somebody to play for Phoenix. That embarrassed, <laughs> that embarrassed Kevin and it infuriated Kevin. And I think it helped trigger some of this career rejuvenation so, that we've seen out of him. Plus, they've got him in the right role now. 20, 25 minutes. That's perfect for him with all of the injuries that he's had in his career. You're trying to limit that. You're trying to protect him. Uh, and they've really got him. His mind is rejuvenated. And I joked with him in the locker room the other night. I said, could you know, could you end your career here? He's like, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's and I said, how wild is that from where this was yeah. a couple of years ago to where it is now? <laughs> and and he said, like, yeah, nobody could have seen this coming. Man, let me tell uh, but but everyone's enjoying it. Let, certainly. let, me, let me tell you something. So, yeah, your Colangelo stories, man. Get out of here. I mean, old, old, old school. <laughs> and my Colangelo uh, story. Don't old, put him old, on me. Old, old school dudes who used to do people dirty. That's how they used to do people in the league, hang them out to dry. He's one of them, right? So, don't get me started on these dudes, right? But I will just tell you this. If you hadn't been to a Cavs home game yet, it is a playoff atmosphere down there. Mm. I've heard that from numerous people man. who have attended. Like, man. this thing is hype. I was in Heinen's grocery store there, and a lady was like, this thing is unbelievable down here. I'm like, oh, my God. I, well, <laughs> you, you know, I, I was talking about this early, you know, on, on the radio, and they posed a question to me, and they asked me, you know, we know this is a Browns town, you know, they, we always talk about who's racing to get the title, right? Mm -hmm. And it's always between the Guardians and, and, and the, the Cavs, even though the Cavs do have right. one. But there's a lot of people, I feel, Jason, that don't truly count the 16 championships, not because they didn't earn it with Golden State, not because it wasn't sweet. It's because of that thing with LeBron. Some people have the, the – because it's almost like loving somebody and they don't love you as much – as they as as the, you love them, and I think when LeBron came back the second time, he won a championship and delivered. Yeah. But a lot of people feel like a championship with a brand new person without LeBron is the ultimate fulfilling goal. That's insane. That's that's just <laughs> that's just my boy. It's stupid. My boy right here. That's stupid. That's stupid. That that is illogical. This city hadn't had a championship. Since 19 freaking 64. Yeah, no, and right. they came back from a 3-1 deficit yeah. against a team that won 73 wins. Don't tell me that thing didn't matter. There was, I mean, I know the 1.2 million number didn't really exist. Right. There was a ton of people. There was a bunch of people. There was, there was oh, hundreds yeah. of thousands of yes, people. It Don't bring that crap it now. So that's, that a, it, that that, that, that's a small percentage of people. Let, let me be clear here. Let's be clear here on this. The Cavaliers, um, have been angling to revive itself after LeBron's departure. Yes, it has taken a series of moves, shrewd moves here over time that have looked like they have paid dividends here. I think you, I have to give them credit because they took a pathway that was not always pleasant. Because I mean, you sitting there watching some of this and it's like, this is what is going on here, right? 
And so now to see it come full circle, because the, 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 the ability to jump into the end and get Donovan Mitchell and was just the, the icing on the cake to the others that they had done. I mean, we're, we're, we're in the midst of things. We don't know where it's going, but the one thing that if you, to your point about Cleveland, Cleveland people are true to Cleveland folks, right? That's it. We own, we, we, we gonna ride or die. That's we it. may complain, but the better, no, better else better complain. Do you know how much money I lost on the Browns in my playing days, Bro. just betting internal with the Bulls? Cause I always would bet Jordan on these Browns playoff games. I remember exactly when Biner left that ball on the carpet. Because <laughs> I had the money. I had the money. Like, now, my money didn't run like his money, but I, I bet him this money, G. And so I, he's calling me in the first half. I was like, I told you what was going to happen. The Browns suck, right? And so then when the Browns were coming back and Biner's about to come in uh, and punch it in, he leaves the ball on the carpet at the one. This is about the, the mentality of Cleveland folks. As soon as he laid that ball on the carpet, do you know my phone rang in like the next 15 oh, seconds? Sick. And you he was sick. like this. This is what he said. Bring my money to practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, get, getting back to the LeBron thing, for 20 years, for 20, two decades, 20 years, the Cavs plan revolved around LeBron. Well, maybe not that long, probably 10 years, 12 years. The plan revolved around LeBron. Yep. It was, we have to be bad enough to be in position to draft him. So they traded like their top four leading scorers going into the year before yeah, he was draft eligible. True. They just like threw everybody overboard just to be bad enough. And it, just had, to, to get and it, had, and, and it had to be bad enough in position to get him back. Well, but that's the thing. So they had to be bad enough to they had to trade all their top scorers just to be in position to try and get the chance to draft him. And it worked and they got him. And as soon as they got him, it became Oh my God, we gotta win. 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 And then they lost him. And it was like, oh my God, we lost him. How do we get him back? We have to get him back. We have to get him back. Well, and that was the plan for four. I wrote four an entire years. book about it. Well, but, the plan for four years was figure out a way to get LeBron back. Well, and well, once on, they got on, him back, then it became now we gotta win a championship. Yeah, that, with that was him. 15 years, Brad. 15 years. <laughs> the entire plan of the organization was LeBron. Yeah, That's it. I get you. And then when he left in 2018. Time for a new plan. Well, his, his, his and to their credit, they pulled it off. His role back, Jason. Let's be clear, wasn't that they they did try to want to have him back, but his role back was caused by external forces. One thing is about you, if you if you, if you haven't paid attention, LeBron likes to be liked. Yes, yes, he does. He likes to be liked at home. Was where he likes to be liked, not in Utah, Houston. He likes to be liked right here. Now the heat he was catching coming back here. He wouldn't even come down to downtown because he was catching some heat. He was not coming back without Kyrie. The roster is what brought him back. Look, look, some of the pieces here, on the, the roster. But you can see during that year, he was laying the brick from down that he was leaving there. Uh, he came back here. The Miami years. people were like, what happened? We're like, did you not see the breadcrumbs he was leaving? Two years earlier, <laughs> two years before he left, he came back and said, I'd love to play for this franchise again if they'd have me. And let me tell you something. That day on the upstairs practice court was the day the entire focus of the franchise changed like that. When yeah. he said that, they were like, okay, this can happen. When they drafted Kyrie and they saw what the talent Kyrie was, when he said, I'd love to play for this franchise again if they'd have me someday, the entire thought of the organization was, we got a shot at this, let's go. Right. And that's why I'm saying, for 15 years, the entire plan of the organization was LeBron. It was built Look, around LeBron. And now and it's not. And, and, and they, did, so it, he, they he, did it faster than I thought they could. He delivered on exactly what he said. And I said, I, I have no complaints with it. Now we've moved on here. I, well, I, I, here's the thing. When you go back to it, 
and and I don't know how. Maybe people are cognizant of it, or maybe people kind of glaze over it because he did win in what's dramatic fashion. But you tell me if I'm wrong, Jason. From what I heard from him in Akron, was that he was finishing his career here. What I heard him say on that stage, he said, "I'm gonna do what's best for me, what's best for my city." He coming home, and the expectation level was he was coming home to finish his career. That's the press conference he gave before that yeah. or after that, whenever it was after. And he said, I, I'm tired. I can't go through that again. Like I'm done. And he left again. And if people want to be upset about that, I totally understand. I get it because I asked him that during our just bonkers interview over all-star weekend here. Well, let, I said, what changed? You said you were never leaving. So, and I knew like if you were around that team, his last year in Cleveland, you knew he was you gone. You knew it was there. It was, it was eighteen. Over. He played his tail off. I he played hard. Gee, I had people in the organization telling me October of sixteen. So after the championship, yeah. three months after they the championship, it. LeBron is leaving and going to LA to play with his he friends. Knew it. They called it, it. They were planning for it for two years. Yes. That this when this is over, when this contract's up, he's leaving. The entire organization knew he was gone. So it. it and so I asked him, like, what changed? And he basically, like, he didn't really answer. And he said, just, you know, you, you get new different wants and needs. Here's what happened. Dan and LeBron needed each other to get where they wanted yeah. to go. Dan needed LeBron to win a championship. And LeBron needed Dan to come Dan home to spend. <laughs> LeBron needed Dan to spend what was necessary to win that championship in Cleveland. It, he came back. They won the title. Both sides said, we're yeah, good. And they went through separate Jay, I also ways. believe that he, had a, he has a desire to come home. I don't, yes. think, I don't think people understand the heat he was catching here at the airport, at the restaurants. I mean, he was he was per, persona non grata here. He was, right? And that heat, he doesn't like that because he likes to be liked. Everybody likes to be liked. Yes. Be clear. LeBron right? does not play well when, it, when you talk about... He's not a good villain. He's not a good villain. But I've always thought about it. Just as many people that love him, there are there is a faction of oh, yeah. of this community oh, yeah. that will always say the reason why this is more meaningful is because these dudes we drafted them they played here they didn't leave and if they get that championship people will say that's that's why they tell you it's I, this team is the funnest team to watch. That's cold. Let me, let, you know why it's cold. fun? You know why it's fun? Because they've exceeded expectations. Yeah. They haven't let you down. No. That's why it's fun. Well, let, here, Wait till they get to the playoffs the, and lose. The, and then there's expectations well, uh, that know, come with is, that. This is, this is still that. But I just say, and this time you got a, a slogan here. You better just know what it is. Loyalty over royalty. They loyal. We loyal is all loyal, right? We're going to ride with you to the end till you do something, till you thumb your nose up at us. Then it's a problem. Yeah. Right? So as long as you loyal to us, you, they love AC car here, Austin car here. They love Campy. They love they Kevin love Love. Tony. They love Greg Pruitt. They love uh, Sandy Alomar because they're loyal. Mm -hmm. The day you're not loyal around here, Albert Bell, Lind Lindor, all of them. Well, <laughs> and listen, you gonna wear like the Scarlet Letter around here. We gonna never let you be. And we'll, we'll be, we'll continue to talk about this because even if they're really good, the reality is, how many more years has Donovan Mitchell signed? Two, three. He's signed yeah. for three years, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody know he he said he thought he was going to New York. Mm -hmm. Thought he was. He thought he was signed, sealed, and delivered to go to New York. Now, the Cavs are are lucky enough to have pieces and parts around. Yeah. Where, guess what? Even if you know he moves or does whatever, they still got young pieces. And I think 
they for the first time the Cavs are in a position of leverage. Yeah, they have leverage. They were never in a position to leverage with LeBron. LeBron hammered him. He made him spend in luxury tax. He made him get every single year he made them. Well, he kept signing one year deals. Yes, he made them go to the tilt. And you look at it now. Um, I look at LeBron's press conference and the way he, he said that. It, I think he knows he missed his opportunity. He knew he was going to be two and seven, two and eight, two and nine. They went on be no good this year. He had an opportunity to do what? He he had an opportunity to not sign that deal and set himself up for coming back to Cleveland. Yeah, he could have, but he wasn't gonna do that. He, I, I think at this point, it, it's is is is. Well, let me tell you. Something. It's brutally it's brutally in your face that he's no longer in it for the ring. Let me tell you something. He clearly and he, he, I, he's a smart guy. He's closer to the end than the beginning. It happens to everybody. Yep. It does, right? But I will tell you what. If it wasn't for the fact that he was chasing the scoring record here, and Jeannie Buss not going to let him go anywhere, the only proper move for the Lakers to do right now, because this is not getting better in Los Angeles anytime soon. The only two assets you have that are movable are LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And that's, that's the only thing that can get you picks, players. It's, you don't even need players. You need picks now because you so you so you what do they call it when you mortgage the future? Mm-hmm. Now, now, now the bill has come due and payable. Yeah. Well, if I'm I mentioned this right before we went on the show. If I'm Anthony Davis, I'm furious with where things stand. Anthony Davis is 29, going to be 30 years old this season. He's looking got, like he's looking got, like he's 37, he, but he, keep going. But he's <laughs> like he's if you want to call this the back end of the prime of his career, this should be he should be on the back end of the prime of his career. He's got one ring. And it came in the bubble and that counts to me, but there's a lot of people that don't look at that bubble ring as an actual championship mm-hmm. ring because you didn't, you didn't go up against yeah. the adversity and and just the fact that like he got two touches the second half yesterday or in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I think he had two touches two shots and and that like and then he didn't talk to media afterwards like you're seeing the frustration mount with AD of like I didn't sign up for this. So, this is not what, what I thought I was so what, do you, what, what, what do you see AD for for Kyrie I, Kyrie is Damaged goods. No, his value is, is they're down. desperate in is Los Angeles. Yeah, but I'm just saying <laughs> they're Kyrie, desperate. Kyrie is toxic. They're do- they're desperate in Los Angeles. Not that desperate. Kyrie is toxic. You can get him for less than AD is what I'm saying. Re- really he has quickly, very little value. Really right quick now. before we bring Leroy in here. Uh, obviously, they've won games against Celtics. They get a, they won games against the Lakers. They get the Clippers. You're going to get a chance to see them against the Golden State Warriors. I think a lot of people want to see coming up on Wednesday. How well do they stack up against the Milwaukee Bucks? Mm-hmm. Um, right now, so far, obviously they're undefeated. But do you see the Cavs? How do they stack up against the best in the East? I, I, they look very impressive right now. I think they're Cavs are one of the three best teams in the East. It's Milwaukee, yeah. Cleveland, and Boston. Yeah, pick, pick whatever order you want. But I, the the games this early in the season, I can't tell mean nothing right. in mm-hmm. terms of the long play. Right. In terms of April, May, June. Just enjoy it. Enjoy we, it for what it is. We Two good see, teams going we, at it. We have to see what happens when some adversity hits. Yes. When you hit a couple of losing streaks and how you respond to that. So, Mikey, run me a quick poll on this thing, right? What you want, Brad? <laughs> well, I want you to I want you to run a poll out here to uh, to uh, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show fan base out here. Would you take LeBron James back here? Oh, it'll be overwhelmingly no. We're gonna put it in the chat now. Yeah, I'm gonna I, guess. I, I, I get overwhelmingly well, no. Just straight up, would you take LeBron James back? Yeah, with this team here. With this team here. Because they're going to. Without giving anything. Just here. They're going to implode this thing in Los Angeles. 
When Leroy it, is it done, we'll happen. update you guys on the results of this poll. But we do have Leroy. What's up, Leroy? Leroy. How you doing today? What's up? What's up? What's good? What's up, Michigan man? Boozy, you you know it. <laughs> hey, y'all got about it. You got about three Look, weeks, baby. <laughs> hey, how about this? I defended Ohio State this week. <laughs> what? They what? said, yeah. Some SEC, said, some uh, SEC people was getting to you. They they only they only they only scored twenty one points against Northwestern. I'm like, dude, when you play in the Midwest, you can turn on your TV, and it'll be sunny, not a cloud in the sky. But you can't see that wind on TV. <laughs> that wind start blowing sideways, and, and, and you you in a different kind of fight. Right. So listen, listen. I tell her, I say, hey, just get. Sometimes look, and and if you have ever been in sports, no matter how good your team is, you go into a game, and that game starts, and you go, oh, let's just get out of here with the dub and keep it moving. And it's in every sport. Yeah. You might not be playing your best. Some circumstance might be going on during the game, and you're like, let's just get a win and get out of here. Yeah, that, that's, that's what Ohio what, State that, did. That's what happened on Saturday. That's it. That's it. That's it. And and along with the, the, the knuckleheads that was sending me uh, tweets and texts, uh-oh, Rutgers. Rutgers, and I'm looking at halftime. I thought the game was over. <laughs> right? Rutgers. Yeah. And then I see the final score, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, Michigan, stop it. Michigan put on a blitz screen in the second half. They were like, they were like <laughs> hey, man, that's, you know what? In, in the end, and I tell people this, and Brad, you can attest to this in, in, in basketball. The difference between a good team and a and 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 an average team is not necessarily the talent, but it's the ability to sustain your best. Exactly. And so and so when you see you see like a team like Detroit, Detroit's not terrible, but they can't sustain it for a whole game. No. So mm-hmm. they always get out to these leads, and then the other team come back and get them. That's all that is. So when they're able to sustain it for longer periods of time, they'll win more football games. But it's like that in every sport. Yeah. Lakers last Like you night. always see these scores <laughs> at halftime where the, the bad team, the team that's an underdog by 15 to 20 points is close or have a lead. Let me and then what happened in the second half? Let me get to, let me get like, to that's that. That's football. You, you that's sports. You mentioned that, Leroy. And I wanted to ask you about some of the games that happened on, uh, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, you see, you see the bills go down, right? You see, you know, yeah. And, and we've been told so many times that you know the only thing that matters is the quarterback. You got a franchise quarterback, you good. This year, yeah. it seems like, look, man, if you can play solid middle of the road ball, you can limit in your every turnovers. stage, in every category, right? Now you can. Let's you go can back to what I said games. in the beginning of the year. What did I say in the beginning of the year? when we found out Deshaun Watson wasn't going to play for 11 weeks. I, yep. And I said it, and everybody laughed at me. Yeah, it don't matter who the quarterback is with this team. Yep. Now that. look at me. Mm-hmm. Say I said, it doesn't matter. You're going to win games by playing sound defense and running the football. Now, does Deshaun Watson add a bonus to that? Absolutely. But it all starts with that. 
that's the team that has been built. That's the way it will always be as long as you have one of the best running games in the league. When teams go wrong, when teams go awry, see, kudos to Tennessee. They don't give a damn what you think. <laughs> right. Six percent of the chance of running. That's what we going to do. Right. <laughs> right. And guess what? They always in the hunt at the end of the year. Always. Yeah. Always. So what's so wrong about that? I don't care if Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen. When you look at those numbers, it all goes back to how did you perform up front? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's been two games that the Bills have lost, and they got straight punked. Okay? They got pushed around up front. Josh Allen got a little uncomfortable. He started tucking and running. Mm-hmm. and not looking for digs and all these other guys. And you basically took them out of their game. Yeah. So, like, yeah, man, football has never changed. You just get caught up in all the theatrics of the quarterback the and the big right. yards <laughs> and the big numbers and all these touchdowns. But when it gets down to it, Brass and this is hey, about that time. Brass it's tax. about that time. <laughs> when you get a little dust on the – hey, a little dust on the grass – <laughs> right? You know that dust we talking about? Little, when you get that lake, effect, that lake effect snow Little when it's snow for no damn reason whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. All them teams that come into Cleveland, when the wind blowing 30, you come out in the snow in that halftime for lake effect snow, all them pretty teams that throw the ball over the lot have problems and, up north. And Leroy, let me, let me tell you this, because you, you're absolutely right, right? I was just thinking about that. I'm watching the Northwestern Ohio State game on Saturday. C.J. Stroud looked like a California quarterback. Oh, boy. <laughs> he was cold. Oh, oh boy. Like, why are you so cold? <laughs> oh, he was, boy, boy, he had he his was long like, johns He could get to the sideline quick enough with a coat on. I, I didn't even jack it off. I'm like, hey. it's not even cold here, son. Hey, yep. I got on, I got on Miles Garrett because last year he wore sleeves. I said, oh, no. It's not oh, sleeve no. Weather. It's not sleeve weather. You don't wear sleeves? Yo, he, he said he took his sleeves off. And he got drug tested four games in a row. So he's somewhere asleep. I say, I don't care. I don't care. Like, you know what it be when it's, when it's five degrees and I go ahead on and lotion up my arms and go out there and do my 15 push-ups? Yeah. They're like, man, he ain't playing. It's cold out here. He out there naked. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That's part of it. That's part uh-huh. of it. Boy, that's part of it. You get hit, and and then you get hit. Like people understand, you done probably broke all your fingers and your hands. You you touch another grown man. Look, hey, hey, what you think happened when you hold on to a football that is five degrees and you hold on for dear life? The football ain't gonna give. Nah, your fingers. Hey, Leroy, Big Ten switch up when we get back to these Browns here, real quick. What you think gonna happen when USC and UCLA cover had to come to the Midwest in the wintertime? Ooh, they gonna be a little chilly. Hey, in the big house, a little hey, chilly. Hey, that California pizza needs some heat. You can't come over here. You can't come to the Midwest. You better get you one of them gyros off of the trucks downtown. Keep you warm. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Hey, you know what? And, and guess what? As a as a as a football player you took pride in that 
I took pride in being able to play my game in every condition possible. Mm -hmm. If it was muddy, if we had a baseball field that we was playing through, if it was windy, I mean, come on. That's what you do. The fans, look, how do the fans act when it's a little bit chilly or snowing? They act a fool in Cleveland. They go to concession stand. Leroy. So, yeah, Go. so we'll see. We'll see. It's getting about that time. Yeah, you know, yeah. everybody talk about Buffalo and and look, they they should be one of the favorites. But being a favorite and seeing a team do it are two different things. You see what I'm saying? And so have we seen Buffalo fight through adversity during the course of a game yet? You see, I'm talking about one of them games like with the Jets yeah, yeah. where you're not playing your best, but you find a way to win. You find some some type of, of deal you can do during the game to just get through it. You know, we talk about teams and say, you know, you look at their their um, you look at their resume. And it says we won. Three or four games, four different types of way. That's right. your contender. Yeah, right. That's yeah. your contender. Like, when you look at Buffalo, and I'll give you a perfect example, and they're kind of experiencing this down here in Miami, is that when you look at Buffalo, if things get tough, are you confident they can pull it through? You, you're not, right? I you, am. You, 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 <laughs> Maybe I'm alone. You, you still think, no, no matter what? I'm with you, Jason. That you think no matter what, whatever the circumstances are, that they're going to find a way to win. They, they, until they beat, until they beat Mahomes, them he got be he got a slate of dragon. To me, Mahomes finds a way to win, but I don't. I haven't seen him win no big game like the big games. I, I just win. it's just I need you. You know what? Sometimes you need you to see your team win a slugfest, not scoring forty, but scoring fifteen, yeah. scoring seventeen points, scoring twenty yeah. points, right? In the and and you need to see your team win a lot of different ways. See, this game this week, and I've said this every week with the Browns for the last month. How are they going to win this game? You're going to win the game the way you always win. Mm-hmm. You're going to run the football. You're going to play action. You're going to get after them defensively. That's who they are. That's it. I didn't – look – whether you want your team to be this or not, yeah, that's no, who they are. No, don't no don't action. be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it. Right? Go ahead on and do it. Now, this week, I'm going to tell you what the best game plan would be. Y'all might not want to hear this. Don't rush. Bat the ball down. You got monsters on that front four. They are notorious for batting balls down. Hmm. So if you, don't you give, have any faith if you in Tua, rush the passer, huh? You you don't have any faith in Tua that he can be in the pocket. No, I deliver. do. Okay. No, I do. I do. I do. He gets rid of the ball quicker than any quarterback in the NFL. So at some point, you have to come to this conclusion: we're not gonna get there like we normally do. What is gonna be our? Oh, I got you. I got adjustment. You. I got you. You see what I'm saying? Why, why send the heat if you ain't going to get there? I got you. <laughs> right. Because all you're going to do is, is when you, look, when guys blitz, we always say 
blitz in your lane. But them big horses on the other side got something to do with that. So you put you get pushed off a little bit and and create a window. And I'm telling you, you ain't covering them. You ain't covering them in the secondary. Because guess what? Nobody is. They got two receivers for almost 2,000 yards midway through the season. So the numbers say you ain't going to stop that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Think about that. You got a guy midway through the season with 1,100 yards receiving. That's crazy. And they ain't, and two ain't getting sacked. So this is the hold on. You got one or two choices. This year? This is this, this year, year, and it's with two games this without two. This is this year. And he played a game with Skylar Thompson. 1,100. Hold on. Yes. He has, G. Bush, he has yes. more yards. You ready for the stat, Leroy? And I will find it. He has more yeah. yards receiving than the entire Giants receiving stat, receiving core, Jeez. Packers receiving core, and I think nine other NFL teams. He has more receiving yards by himself. I'll find the stat. Hey. Leroy, go on. He's been who, insane who this year. On Green, Don't Green. listen. Don't nobody. I am not kidding you. You ain't stopping him. You not. This is crazy. Right, I I got the stat. So, Anthony's gonna pull it up right now. Leroy, this might tell me this is not one of the most absurd stats. We've seen this early in the season. And Anthony's going to pull it up. I'm going to read it to you guys right now. On this season, so in 2022, take tag board full here. Tyreek Hill has 1,104 receiving yards. That's more than all the Cowboys receivers, all the Steelers receivers, all the Falcons receivers, all the Texans receivers, all the Giants receivers, all the Bears receivers, all the Ravens receivers, and all the Titans receivers by himself. And Jalen Waddle is like number seven in the league. Yeah, he's silly too. See, this, this is so, this is my problem, Leroy. This is my problem with that. Is if if, if yeah. I can see that, if I see that, you just named the team the Tennessee Titans, and they hand the ball to Derrick Henry how many times they hand it to him? Thirty. And, Get, and I see Tyreek Hill. They just drop him back, throwing the ball up behind their back, and he got eleven hundred. But they're gonna continue to run what's best for them. I need right. to see some of that same energy when when I've you been... can't stop this monster. Here, you stop the monster the way you've stopped every other team. You control the line of scrimmage. You control the game by running the ball. And I'm not saying, you look, you're not running the ball with garbage. Right. You got one of the best run games in the league. So I'm not asking you not to be successful to stay in the game. I'm asking you to exploit the other team by doing what you do best more. You Leroy, see what I'm saying? Leroy, did you see uh, last night? Last night, they feared Derrick Henry get that ball yesterday. Yeah. Time, yes, they did fear him. Well, when he was, and then they would a wild cat a couple times on him, like, go ahead. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, he like, I'm running this thing. I'm going to run this thing right hey, at you. But here's the problem. See, here's what people don't realize. Derrick Henry is basically Gronk playing running back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He ain't no little dude. No, he not little so, guy. So, so if your if your adjustment to stopping Derrick Henry is bring a safety in the box, good right? Luck. Good luck. That ain't gonna get it done. And so that's why, listen, you can say what you want about Tennessee. You can say what you want about Ryan Tannehill or was it Malik Willis. You can say what you want about all their quarterbacks. They are 100% content 
knowing that win or lose, we're going to win or lose running the football and playing sound defense. And guess what? They held Kansas City during the course of a game to 17 points. Yeah. He threw, wait, he threw for almost 500 yards. 17 points. So when I say let's run the ball and, 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 and play sound defense against whoever you face, it's not that it's not successful. Right. We've seen teams do it. And you are a better running team than Tennessee. Leroy, let me flip. Let me flip it on you. I'm gonna flip it back to the to 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 the offensive side of the ball. So you know Deshaun's back, been back in the building. He comes back to practice within a week. Here, be back on yeah. the field within a week. Uh, mm-hmm. When do you think the calls are going to be? You know, you're gonna hear these calls here. I'm sure gonna come here oh, they keep, to keep to, to keep Jacoby in the lineup they come and, and leave Deshaun on the sideline. You know that's coming here. I'm gonna tell you. You ready? That's go ahead. Let me get closer to the closer to the mic. Never. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. That's even crazier than the 2016 hey. title. Don't mean anything. Hey, that's even crazier. Hey. hey. You just bought a brand new Lamborghini. You ain't gonna keep driving your pickup truck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if it's snowing. I don't care if the weather bad. Well, it could be hailing. You know you the driving lo- that Lamborghini. You know how the logic around here runs, Leroy. I heard it this weekend. Yeah, I was like, do, do, do I, I like, are you serious? Up the chemistry. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. You better stop me. You better stop me. Get out of here with that noise. Chemistry. Who said chemistry? Hey, man, listen, I take these calls up here, Leroy. They're starting, Leroy. I've been taking calls hey. up here on this radio. Hey. They'll be, they be throwing them flash words out to you, see if you accept them. <laughs> hey, but, but here's the deal. Like, you not winning or losing with Jacoby Brissett. That's, the That's what I here. keep emphasizing. Okay? Now, what Deshaun Watson will enable you to do is be more diverse with the run in the pass. Mm-hmm. But you would be a fool not to emphasize the run. And that's where I come in here week after week after week, and I keep emphasizing. Listen, regardless of who the quarterback is, be true to who you are. Yeah. The weather getting ready to change is getting ready to get, you know, sometime when – they tell you it's snowing, but it's actually sleet and it's kind of rain, and you don't want to be throwing it all over the place, right? Right. This is this is running. Look, once November hit, and you get around Thanksgiving, and then you go into Christmas time, and on to the new year, the teams that seem to run the ball are the teams that have success in this league. You don't have to be a a dominant run team like you know Tennessee is. You don't have to have it all on your your running game. But if you can run the football, it allows you to do more when the seasons change. And that that aspect of football has never changed. You know, Aaron Rodgers won one Super Bowl. And the year he won, they ran the hell out of the football. Right? Tom Brady wins all those Super Bowls, and every year – you have a running back that run for 100, and they say, ooh, he maybe should have got the MVP, but they give it to Tom Brady, right? There's no secret. 
There's no secret in this. You now very look. There are some exceptions to the rule. One being the greatest show on turf. Yeah. But guess what? They had Marshall Falk. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I get this is a passing league now. They 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 want to see scoring, which you haven't really gotten that much more of. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that with all this high-powered offense, the weather starts turning, and you got to be able to control the ball up front. You got to. So then why aren't the running backs getting $200 million contracts? Shelf life. Shelf life. You get one contract, you know, and, and that's why guys hold out. That's why guys hold out. Because think about it. You get drafted in the first round, you have to sign a four or five year deal. And when you get to that fifth year, ain't nobody gonna give you no big money. So you gotta fight like hell to get it sooner. That's just kind of how that is. Uh while we've been talking, Frank Reich was fired from the Colts. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and three, five, and one, no quarterback. They're a, team, they're a team that's built a lot like the Browns, in my opinion. Sound running game. Uh, well, that's Z. And guess what? They haven't been running the ball well this year. And so now all that all that heat goes on the quarterback, and, and, and you got Matt Ryan as quarterback. Like, come on. Come on. What are you doing? I wonder if that was, right. I wonder if that was Frank Reich's decision to go after Matt Ryan, and that's why he gets fired. Because I, I, I like Frank Reich. I think he's done a nice job in Indianapolis given the fact that they really haven't had a quarterback since Andrew oh, Luck just yeah. up and retired on him. Uh, right. I, 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 I don't know. I'm just – that one kind of surprised me a little bit today. It did for, for this reason. And, and here's what I – here's what bothers me about teams and organizations. When you start making moves, mm-hmm. you have to first identify what the problem is. Right? And so when you were – I mean, the last couple of years, they've been one of the, the, the elite running teams in the league with what they did with Jonathan Taylor, right? Yep. Right. Yep. And he hasn't had a very good year. So now when you were counting on that to be kind of the, the onus of where your offense was going to start, now you're putting all that pressure on the old quarterback. So now you got to find other ways because the ways that you thought you were going to be successful are not working. And now you're searching. But in all that searching, you look bad. And that's what happened to Frank Wright, that, hey, you could keep trying to run the ball, but it's not working. And you'd be more upset if you had a team that was kind of hanging their head on what they did last year and not making any adjustments. So he tried to make adjustments, but who is he making adjustments with? Right. And and so, like, I feel bad for some of these coaches that are put in difficult situations, and and these owners, look, they can be impatient. They don't have to. They got the money. They could be impatient, but at some point you got to understand the reality of your situation and why you're in that situation. And if you can be honest about it and identify it, then you can correct it. But to say it's the coach. Leroy, I'm going to give you Michigan man some love. DPJ, Donovan Peoples Jones getting better here. Yes, he is. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes. Yes. Because guess what? 
You throw the ball down the field, he gonna go up and get it. Yeah, yep. He yep. gonna give you a good shot, shot at yep. uh, catching mm-hmm. the ball. Um, he has been. He getting, he getting, he getting better. Now he, he has been, you know, because everybody thought Amari Cooper was gonna be, you know, the guy. And yeah. and, and look, he is. Look, man, I'm telling you, I love that dude. That dude can play some football. Mm-hmm. He is always open, right? Always. Predetermined. He had people on skates. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but what, what uh, Donovan People Jones have done, what he has done is he's improved every year. Yeah. You know, maybe he wasn't getting no shine when, when you know, Jarvis Landry and OBJ were there, right? Was he there with – um? I think it was that was his first year, right? This is when, third year, this is, so yeah, third year in the league. So was he there with? Um, he was there with um, Jarvis. Was yeah. he there with? Um, yeah, he was there. Odell Beckham. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you know, he was like that third guy the third to guy, come in. Right. He never had a chance. He never really had a chance to you know be on the field and learn his way around the field, learn how to work his you know work work the routes and stuff like that. And now. You know, they like, hey man, you gotta go. And yeah. he's responded. He's doing good. Now I'm gonna need yeah. you to, before we let you go here, I'm gonna need you to get some love here. I know you was in the Miami thing yesterday. Give my boy Justin Fields some love here. I thought I played Brad hey. yesterday in, in, in <laughs> fantasy, and that dude but he almost tried to kill me. Justin Fields, hundred and seventy eight yards rushing. Right. Here here's what I would say about that. That the Dolphins have played against three of the league's best dual threat guys. They played against Justin Fields, they played against Lamar Jackson, and they played against um Josh Allen, who, you know, he he'll he'll put it down and run two. And they they've won all three. And 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 that when when a quarterback runs for that many yards, that's usually not the case. Um so look, I don't know look you know, everybody says, you know, oh, man, I can't believe they gave up 32 points to the Bears. Or when people say it about Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. But the fact of the matter is, man, that is a unique situation that you can put a spot. It's funny, man. I think the worst position in football, you heard it here first. The worst position in football is spy. <laughs> you know why? You're you assuming that your spy is a better athlete than that stud behind the line of scrimmage. So if nobody can one-on-one tackle him, why waste a defender to one-on-one tackle the quarterback? Blitz him. Because if you put him in space, he ain't stopping none of them dudes. Leroy, we we appreciate you uh, coming on today. We're going to check back in with you. Um, we'll, hopefully we get a win against the Browns. They all look like a track team out there for the Dolphins, man. So we'll catch up back up with you. <laughs> I as- know, man. I got look. I do Miami radio. I'm hurting. I'm hurting all week, dog. I don't know what to do. You know what to do. I'm hurting. <laughs> hurt. This is this is. Hey, I ain't never been this stressed when I played. <laughs> right? Dilemma. <laughs> never. Dilemma, Leroy. <laughs> appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Right, we'll man. catch up with you later. All right, Leroy. All you right, know, later. McNuggets, I tell you what, man. Um, he's right. I did, I did not know. I did not know that they had that many yards. I, that, that's ridiculous. Well, that's, good so, news. 
Good news, uh, Wyatt Teller and Denzel Ward back on the practice field today. That's a sign that Denzel is out of concussion protocol. Right. Not sure if he'll play. You would tend to think it's trending that. Oh, there you go. You already got it. Look at you. We got you. Don't worry. <laughs> so, as Zach says, no injury report really until Wednesday. No clarity well, we'll until Friday. But certainly a good sign that, that Denzel is well, here, uh, I, I would tell you this. Gearing you know, toward getting ready to go. On the men's. Here, on the men's. Uh, no need to be rushing nobody back here because. Yeah, there is. Tyree kills No, waiting. no, no. Here, here. <laughs> hold on, hold on here. He just showed you that nobody been checking Tyreek Hill, yeah. right? So, here's the deal. I'd, I'd rather see Denzel Ward be fully healthy to make a sustained comeback here, right? We just need to play tight here. Now, I would tell you this. Justin Fields took. Miami to the limit yesterday. Yes. Limit. Yeah. So hopefully we're the, the Browns are devising a game plan to keep us in the game plan. I mean, keep us in the game because Tua can go either way on you sometimes. He but can. you can't be letting a guy like Mostert get out on you. Why don't them get out on you? Something got to get cut off here. And, and we, you know, Jason, you know, we talked about, you know, how good they are on offense. So mind you, they beat the Bills, right? right. Um, but, you know, if there was any time that you would run the rock, you think you should be able to get some stuff off on them, but they did go get Bradley Chubb. Am I correct? Yeah, Bradley Chubb. Chubb had nothing for Justin Fields. Hey. He, was, he, was, he was left in the dust. But we, we do not have a mobile <laughs> quarterback like them. We, I mean, but they've given up some rush, rushes on the ground. For me, I look at this game and I have to ask myself, realistically, in the next three games, how many of these games do they realistically have to win? Not just for the mathematical, in your heart of hearts, that they got to win out of these next three to be even viable when Deshaun two. Watson gets back. Two. Two. Deshaun's not running the table when he comes back. No. Do we, so do we agree with I that? Agree, I agree with that. They yeah. ain't going 6 0. They're not going 6 0. I think they might lose two games. I, I wouldn't shock me at all. I got two stats for you guys, real, real quick, before we bring a DD on. Justin Fields did rush for 178 yards. Sure Crazy. Did. David Montgomery, 14 carries, 36 yards for a 2.5 average. Yeah. Khalil Herbert, 7 carries, 23 yards for a 3.3 average. Miami's run defense against running backs has been relatively solid. Against mobile quarterbacks, not so much. We also want to remind you guys, you can be a member Ah, We're doing some special, some special stuff, some overtime content. We got into the whole Kyrie discussion last Friday which was, uh, you know, we wanted to do it on the show, but we thought it was too long to dive into with the guests we had coming on, and if it, the only way you can check it out is by coming to a member. 199 is uh, starters tier, 499 is coaches tier. You get some cool perks, and uh, if you want to support us, we would duly, duly appreciate it. And as always, we support our good friend Aditi, who was in Jacksonville this weekend, who is now joining us. Aditi. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.